Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related from interviews, reviews, top 10 lists, and of course, everything in between. We're back again for a third episode in a row. That I think that's three weeks in a row, technically. So we're on a roll. You may have noticed that there is also a very brand new little logo. I thought it could use some updating, and it's kind of felt right to do it now when I'm kind of in a resurgence of sorts. So let me know what you think of that. But enough about the self-promotion and all that kind of stuff nobody really cares about. We're on to the episode today, and today we're talking about something weird, something very phenomenal. Have you ever wondered if you could just be walking down the street or sitting in bed or playing video games on your computer, and then all of a sudden you burst into flames and die? Well, probably not. Not many people think about that on a daily basis, but there are reported cases in history of spontaneous human combustion. You may have seen the pictures. You've probably heard about it once or twice in your life. I'm sure there's been some cultural references or sitcom jokes about it. Regardless, we're going to talk about is it possible and some cases involved with spontaneous human combustion. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. So let's just get the joke out of the way. No, I am not hot enough to just burst into flames. I'm sorry to ruin your day, but it's just not going to happen. But it has happened for some very unfortunate individuals. At least that's the popular theory. But before we get into those theories and those cases and all that kind of fun stuff, Let's talk about what spontaneous combustion actually is. Well, naturally, it occurs when an object, in the case of a human, just bursts into flames from a chemical reaction within themselves. There's no external ignition and there's no external heat source. There was a Danish autonomist called Thomas Bartholin who was credited with penning the first written account of spontaneous human combustion in 1663. Yeah, we're going back some time in Paris. He described a woman went up in ashes and smoke while she was sleeping. Now, that may not be too uncommon back then, considering mattresses were basically straw, hay, grass, and all sorts of different foliage almost. But the weird thing was, the straw mattress was unmarred, not a mark on it, completely and utterly pristine. The fire that consumed the poor woman didn't touch the mattress, which you think would act as kindling and go up in... Well, flames. In 1673, a Frenchman named Jonas Dupont published a collection of spontaneous combustion cases in his work De Incidie, Corpi Humanae Spontaneas, which my terrible French, I pardon that. I believe that translates into cases of human spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Carrying on. The hundreds of alleged spontaneous human combustion accounts since the time have followed a similar pattern. The victim is completely consumed, usually inside his or her home, and coroners at the scene have sometimes noted a sweet, smoky smell in the room where the incident occurred. There's something peculiar about many of the photos that also document these suspected cases. In a number of these shots, the corpse's torso and head are charred beyond recognition but some of the extremities remain intact, like hands and feet or part of the legs. They're completely unburned. Also, the room around the person shows very little to no fire damage at all, though sometimes there's a greasy residue left behind on the furniture and walls, 
Presumably that's human fat or tissue just kind of melting and turning into grease. Same as if you were to cook bacon, it would just kind of make a greasy residue on the plate or the pan. And I think it's also interesting to point out that sometimes the extremities like hands and legs and feet are just left behind. You would have to assume that the main internal heat source is your center of mass, your chest, your stomach, your torso. So it makes sense that that projects all the heat and therefore it kind of burns in a fury and then extinguishes itself before it gets to the other parts of the body. Kind of like putting frozen fish sticks in toaster oven and cooking the outside or the inside or part of it and the other part of it is just left as a frozen mess. I think we've all done that once or twice. Minus fish sticks because fish is disgusting but that's beside the point. Ch chicken fingers! Everybody loves chicky fingies. Anywho, I'm getting off track here with the food references. Reports have also been made about spontaneous human combustion victims who don't simply burst into flames. These individuals are said to have developed a strange burn or burns on their body with no obvious source. And not every person who supposedly has caught fired spontaneously has died. Some people say they were experiencing this phenomena and then lived to tell the tale. Now who were some of those people? Well, on December 5th, 1966, the body of a 92-year-old Dr. J. Irving Bentley was discovered in his Pennsylvania home by a meter reader. Actually, only part of Dr. Bentley's leg and foot were found. The rest of his body had been burned to ashes in his bathroom, of all places. Part of the good doctor's incinerated robe lay at the site, and his walker was left propped up against the black in the bathtub. But the most eye-catching clue was a massive hole in his vinyl floor measuring about two feet wide by four feet long. It had eaten into the wooden beams and left a pile of ashes in the basement below. The rest of his house remained completely intact. So naturally the question is, how could a man catch fire and burn so completely without igniting everything around him? Now of course at first, Bentley's demise was identified as a careless mishap. The elderly gentleman loved to smoke his pipe and he had a habit of carrying matches in his robe pocket. But upon reviewing the scene, the coroner deduced that Bentley had fallen asleep while smoking in the bathroom and was burned alive after some of his clothing caught fire. That doesn't sound too legitimate, does it? Hmm. Who else? Who else has caught fire over the years? Well, the one that always comes to mind for me is a woman called Mary Reeser. She was a 67-year-old widow and in 1951 was at home in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, on the morning of July 2nd, her landlady discovered that Reeser's front door handle was very hot. The landlady broke into the apartment with the help of two workmen. They found a slipper-clad foot and what looked like a charred, shrunken skull. No other body parts were ever found. Those gruesome remains sat in a puddle of grease on the floor where Reeser's easy chair used to be. The rest of her apartment bore very little evidence of fire. Paranormal enthusiasts see Reeser's death as a classic example of spontaneous human combustion, but skeptics do point out that she was a confirmed smoker, and therefore she probably dropped a cigarette and sealed her fate. Though it doesn't explain why the fire didn't spread. Questions, questions, questions. In 1982, a mentally handicapped woman named Jean Lucille Jeannie Safin was sitting with her elderly father at their home in Edmonton in northern London. To her parents' horror, Jeannie's upper body became suddenly enveloped in flames. The stove appeared to be unlit, and there was no smoke or fire damage that could be found anywhere else in the room. Even the wooden chair that she was sitting in at the time was spared. Mr. Safin and his son-in-law managed to put out the blaze. 
but after a brief hospital stay, Jeannie died of third-degree burns. Now, did she combust without warning? Believers think so, but forensic analysts wonder if an ember from her father's pipe ignited poor Jeannie's clothing. Now, that one seems a little fishy. Not the spontaneous combustion part, that seems kind of legit in this one. But that an ember from a cigarette or a pipe would light somebody's clothes on fire so emphatically that they would die from third-degree burns. I don't know. I am an off-and-on smoker. I just quit, again, for the 15th time. But hey, let's not get into that. But I have had embers fall on my clothes, in my car, on my hands, and I didn't burst into flames. I've had a whole cigarette fall on me, and I didn't go, Phew! nothing happened. I go, ow, it hurts. Pat. That's to be patting my pants because they were on slightly fire, or I thought they'd be on fire, or the cigarette just burned. But it didn't catch me, I didn't spontaneously combust, is what I'm trying to say here. Now, one of the more recent cases takes place in 2010, and I say most recent, that's still like 13 years ago at this point. Jesus Christ, time stop going forward, please. But yes, in 2010, a 76-year-old man named Michael Ferti of Galloway, Ireland was found dead in his living room floor. His body was thoroughly crisped and his head lying beside an open fireplace. The ceiling space immediately above his body showed no burn marks, and so did the floor beneath it. Yet nothing else in the Ferti's home was touched. News of his tragic death probably wouldn't have spread beyond the local obituaries of coroner Kieran McLaughlin didn't point out that spontaneous human combustion could have been a cause. He went on to say, quote, This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. Not everyone is convinced, though. Critics say that an ember from the fireplace could have landed on Verity's clothing and started the fatal blaze. Again, we're going with an ember that just stopped on the human person and didn't spread to anywhere else in the house. It all just seems a little suspicious to me, doesn't it? Doesn't it to you too? I know it does. Okay, let's get into some theories. Now, for an object to combust spontaneously, three things need to happen. First, the body needs to be ignited to its ignition temperature the point at which it will catch fire without being exposed to an external flame or spark. If the heat building up inside the object cannot escape, and if it is being exposed to a steady stream of oxygen that isn't rapid enough to cool it down, the stage will be set for spontaneous ignition. We know this can happen to certain inanimate objects that we will discuss just a little bit later, but does the phenomenon occur in humans? Well, obviously the jury is still a little bit out on that. Now, with that said, a few explanations for how people could hypothetically experience spontaneous combustion have been put forth over the last few centuries. Charles Dickens, yes, that Charles Dickens, blamed booze. In the 1850s, the writer ignited great interest in spontaneous human combustion, no pun intended, by using it to kill off a character in his novel, The Bleak House. The character was named Crook, and he was an alcoholic following the belief at the time that spontaneous human combustion was caused by excessive amounts of alcohol in the body. American prohibitionists helped spread this notion as they denounced the evils of alcoholism. Other ideas more popular today, one widespread belief is that the fire is sparked when methane, a flammable gas, is produced by bacteria in the gut, and it builds up in the intestines and is ignited by enzymes or proteins in the body that act as catalysts to induce the speedup of chemical reactions. Yet this does beg one question, and that is why is there no reported instances of spontaneous combustion in cows? 
for example, which produce far more methane gas than people. So much so that vegans believe they're killing the planet with their farts. I digress. We're not getting into that today. Something else completely. It's also suggested that the fire began because of static electricity building up inside the body from external geomagnetic forces. A self-proclaimed expert on spontaneous human combustion, Larry Arnold, has suggested that the phenomenon is the work of a subatomic particle called a pyroton, which he says interacts with cells to create a mini-explosion. But as of August 2018, there is no scientific evidence that proves the existence of this particle, or spontaneous human combustion itself. So if spontaneous combustion isn't real, then what is the explanation for the stories of people who have seemingly burned from within and what really occurred in the many pictures that depict the charred bodies of alleged victims? Well, a possible legitimate explanation is the wick effect. And that is something like when a lit cigarette, smoldering ember, or heat source from the human body acts much like an inside-out candle. A candle is composed of a wick on the inside surrounded by a wax made of flammable fatty acids. The wax ignites the wick and it keeps it burning. In the human body, the body fat acts as a flammable substance and the victim's clothing or hair acts as the wick. As the fat melts from the heat, it soaks into the clothes and then it acts like a wax and it keeps the wick burning slowly. In other words, the human is the wick and the clothes becomes the wax. Interesting. Scientists say this would explain why victims' bodies are destroyed, yet their surroundings are barely burned. A forensic scientist called John DeHaan once watched this gruesome spectacle unfold in real time. To a pig, anyway. In 1998, an experiment was conducted and on television as well on the BBC, where he wrapped a pig corpse in a blanket, then lit the garment ablaze with some gasoline. As DeHaan looked on, the animal's body fat liquefied, adding more fuel to the fire. By the time he put out the flame a few hours later, the slow, intense burn had covered a large percent of the pig's flesh and turned it into bone and ash. However, the rest of the room suffered very minimal damage. Here's the most interesting thing of all. The pig's feet remained completely intact. And now this is of course consistent with reports of spontaneous human combustion leaving disembodied feet or hands behind. Now it's an obvious reason as to why, because hands, feet, limbs, extremities in general don't contain as much fat as the core of the human body does. Like I said, everything's center mass. So they're less likely to go up into smoke when the wick effect occurs. And that would also explain why there's all that grease left behind, all the fat and human tissue just kind of melting into a puddle of goo. That's that, really. Now once again, we must stress that no one has ever conclusively proven or disproven the existence of spontaneous human combustion. Most scientists say that there are more likely explanations for what has happened to those who died in the cases we've discussed today. Many so-called victims were smokers who probably died falling asleep with a lit cigarette, cigar, or pipe. Several of them were believed to have been under the influence of alcohol as well, or suffered from some sort of movement disorder where they couldn't move fast enough to put any flames that may have caught them externally. So what do you think? Spontaneous human combustion? Real? Fake? Somewhere in between? Is it God smiting us down for our sins? Or is it just a freak accident that nobody can really explain at this moment? Of course, let me know on all the socials. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, that's it for me this week. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a 5-star rating on Spotify or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. 
And if you want, I can give you a shout out on the show for doing such a thing. Do follow along as well on social media. I'm going to try to be more active. I know I say that all the time, but I'm going to try to be more active on the socials. And you can do that first things first on Facebook at Horror Shots, on Twitter at Horror Shots Prod is in production, or on Instagram at Ominous Origins Pod. So until next time.